This meeting is being recorded. What's happening, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Flow Aligned Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Sumit Chatterjee. I'm a flow state consultant. I'm a flow state specialist to help you get into the zone. And on the other side, we have Ryan Gafukan, and he is a data aligned consultant. He helps you with your business processes and gets you more structured so you can actually, you know, make more money and get your memes flowing. So <laughs> it's great to be here, brother. And, you know, I'm thinking about this topic of if life was a video game, what would be the cheat codes that we could share with the audience? You know, what would be the walkthroughs or the cheat codes that we could put into the coding of life that would just make it more effortless, more, more easier, more enjoyable? Do you have any ideas to kick us off, bro? First things first, say I would play a game. The more I understand the lore the more body the experience will get, the more flavor the experience will get. At the same time, what do you want as a player and how do you want to play the game? And it's in how you want to play the game, you should expect an appropriate suffering. And you need to be okay with whatever suffering comes your way. If I decide to, let's say an RPG, to become a berserker, which is usually my go-to character, I wonder why. I know I'm gonna get hit, but I also expect to hit back probably just as hard. Games are used for to escape life. What if we could use life to outcreate the problems that we have? I mean, the Berserk's answer would be punch it till it stops moving and then punch it again just for a short measure. And it's in that we find a very simple answer to life. The obstacle becomes the way. I cannot grow or get experience without doing the work that gets me that experience. It works with sales, marketing, running a business, picking up women, doing analysis, going to the flow state. And then you can simply ask myself, right, but how do I stop the suffering of life? What if the suffering is the medicine? What if the pain you feel while you're doing the push-ups or the squats or, you know, getting kicked in the fucking ribs is medicine? Why do people exist that love fighting? That when they're being hit, they, they love to fight even more. Are they crazy? Are they insane? I don't know, but there's something in that. When, when you're getting hit, you want to hit back even more. But not from a place of, ooh, I can't wait, but all like, ah, that hurt, good one. I'm gonna get you. And it's in that, you know, I stare at death and the only thing I do is smile. And it's in that knowledge, in that principle, you start to realize 
suffering is nothing more than medicine for you to grow. Now it's in how you choose to use it. That's how you tend to experience life. Pete Kirkwood, the Kingmaker, has a very good quote on that. He who suffers the best will gain the most. <laughs> uh, for the viewers, my mom was doing goofy shit. Anyway, and now I completely forgot what I was saying. He who suffers the most uh, gains the most, or something along those lines. Yeah, and that's the biggest cheat know how to suffer. Suffering and then leading, then letting yourself be in a sea of self pity will ultimately degrade what you truly are, excellence. Now, if you want to be excellent in self-pity, be my guest. Or would you rather handle your toxicity, handle your mind, handle your life, and handle whatever comes up, and at the same time be very chill about it? What if stubbing your toe was not a big deal? What if a breakup was not a big deal? What if the hurt that comes from the breakup wasn't a big deal? It is your mind that doesn't want to be okay. But what if not being okay is the spiritual practice? Referencing, of course, the surrender experiment of Michael Singer. It doesn't have to be a problem to not be okay. And maybe that is one of the bigger cheat codes. Before we look at the money, before we look at the women, before we look at building an empire, is it that big of a deal to not be okay? Ace says something very similar to that. He who can distance himself from the fucking drama and the melodrama that tends to come up in our lives has a tendency to be successful regardless of what path he chooses. It's the focusing in on the small melodramas that tends to, at the very least, distract us. Yeah. Living life. So I'm passing the ball back to you. Man, that's so interesting what you said about suffering because I, I just was watching Bloodsport before this, bro. And you know, that movie at the end of it where he like Chung Li throws the freaking uh, spoiler alert, by the way, before I say this, but <laughs> for the people listening, but yeah, he, he blinds him in the final scene. Right. And then basically he goes back towards his memories and he notices his teacher teaching him how to fight blindfolded oh, yeah. and senses. So. I think one of the cheat codes, I mean, this is what's very alive for me at the moment, is going back to your reference experiences of life mm -hmm. and being able to pull those references in the moment when you need them the most. Like being able to optimize your memories for your benefit. I think that's an incredible cheat code. And also just tapping into your senses. I think a lot of us have become... Desensitized? desensitized or sensitive in the wrong way oversensitive but we're not really using our senses when we're sensitive mm, i see so being able to actually use the our eyes more clearly you know when you um when you're on an altered substance or something you, yeah. you start to see things clearer it, it heightens your senses right yeah. 
oftentimes we don't heighten our senses. We kind right. of ignore life and just, you know, kind of just mm -hmm. go about it. So I think that's one of the cheat codes is really being able to pay attention to our what can we hear, what can we see, what can we feel in the right. moment and be able to tap into that mindfulness daily. And another one which is coming up for me is mentorship. I think mentorship is a learning, you're, you're skipping yourself years of a learning curve because they've been ready. And it's almost like the meeting of the mentor in the hero's journey. If we're, if we're trying to gamify this and say this is like a video game, in every RPG game, you know, you meet like a master or someone who points you in the direction of where you're supposed to go. And I think that's really important for the video game of life to have masters, to have senseis, to have mentors who point you in the right direction when you are going this way and that way and whichever way. And the last thing I would say is state. So there's this idea of state dependence that we need to get into a good state in order to do something. Mm -hmm. However, what if every state was a good state? What if we could frame the reality as if, okay, I'm feeling anxiety, but what's beautiful about this moment of anxiety? What I'm sad, but what's meaningful about this sadness? I'm, you know, feeling confused, but maybe underneath the confusion, there's a gift there. So mm -hmm. being able to really explore not just the problem, but the deeper layer of the problem underneath the, the main state that you're showing the world. Right. What I'm saying. So what do you think of those? What came up for you, bro? Hmm. What came up for me is what can we learn from games even? Have you ever noticed that when you play the game that you have this very clear objective? Do this to get this and you just focus on that. And it's in there you find the mindfulness. Why is it that you can do that? Let's take Sims. Why is it that you feel so awarded when you're cleaning a virtual room and find it fucked tedious to clean your own room i'll tell you why because you haven't associated that with it i know it takes a bit more time you know but looking back at the marshmallow test be patient create the conditions for your outcome it's the same thing with the rpg you need to have the right weapons the right armor the right team the right mentors Frank White says something very interesting on business. Before you even think about the business per se, you need to create a system with the right people and then figure out what are the right things to do and in which order and how to do business correctly. RPGs do that very well. Pokemon is a great example. If you know what your competition is, you know what kind of people you need in your team. And even if you're a one-man business, you need a, at the very least, you could delegate your marketing, you can delegate your sales, you can delegate certain aspects that are not within your creative genius. Let's look at my favorite Pokemon would be Swampert. Swampert is a good medium water type Pokemon. It has certain weaknesses, but sure, I can handle it. Then I just strengthen my team with different players or different Pokemon, I mean. 
And it's the same for business. We've outsourced our learning to either mentors so we can learn faster and apply faster or we delegate the things we don't even want to touch to the people who love getting their hands nice and dirty with just things like your logos, you name it. Start gaming the system to start gaming your life. But in order to game the system, you need to understand it. It's the same with taxes. If you understand how to do taxes, either delegate it to a tax consultant or whatever it's called, a proper accountant, pay him the money, and don't worry about it. Just do what he asks of you. And it's the same thing for every other area in your life. You having trouble with dating? game the dating system. Understand how you can improve and maybe even delegate certain things of yourself. It doesn't have to be that hard. You don't have to do everything by yourself. Does that mean you need to create money or time or whatever favor to get it? Do it. Something that Ivan Alejandro Acosta said, Life from Knife Masters, Inc. Give energy to get more. He truly believes that if you get up early and handle your mind, body, and soul before the day begins, which relates heavily towards the beasting that we do for the IMC Academy, of which we're both brothers, you will handle more than whomever in your family and life. The main character of each story is one of the baddest motherfuckers you will ever meet. So who would you be as the baddest motherfucker? That man knows his weaknesses and knows his strengths. And he plays to his strengths while covering for his weaknesses. I'm not here to be Mr. Perfect. I'm here to be Mr. Bad. I get what I want. And I'll make sure to get what I want. Scripts, what's yeah. up? Absolutely, brother. I, I was listening to some R&B uh, a while you mean, ago. While I'm talking? How dare you? No, I'm kidding. Continue. I was, when I was working out today, it was a cardio day for me. Uh, and I was just on the treadmill. I was listening to this kind of old school R&B and suddenly a song came on and it was sort of like something along the lines of uh, bad boys are, are not worth it or so, something along those lines of like bad boys are not worth it but good boys are no fun or something along those lines and I was just thinking about that and I was like man like <laughs> it's such an interesting lyric and I started to just get into my head about it but then yeah, why would you be an overly nice character? Like, if I were to choose a Sims character, I don't think I'd choose, like, you know, the average-based Sims. You know what I mean? Like, I would try and get the super power-ups and, like, the freaking wings and, like, all that kind of stuff, right? You have so, it in Sims? Okay, interesting, yeah. Yeah, some of the modified Sims versions have, like, you know, you can give yourself wings and, like, other really cool avatar upgrades. But, yeah, 
Um, that reminds me, like AZD said, if you were to choose yourself in a video game, would you pass on yourself? Right? Would you pass on the character that you're being? And I asked myself that question. I was like, oh, snap. Yeah, I'm not I, happy with what, what, what I just answered. Yeah, exactly. So, so it's like <laughs> you have to really be like, oh, wait, no, I need to change this, 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 this for me to actually be like, no, I would choose that guy. Right. And so that's a really important question. And another important question you can ask yourself is what advice would you give to your son if he was having a problem? What advice would you give him? And why aren't you taking that advice yourself in a similar problem that you're going through? You get right. what I'm saying? A lot of the times we we give other people solutions towards problems, but we don't apply those same solutions to what we already know is the answer. It's basically take your own advice is, is the cheat code here, right? So being able to, what you said is great in terms of the delegation and it's like learning the rules of life and then improvising. When you learn, let's say new musical instrument, mm -hmm. you gotta know how to play the instrument before right. you can improvise with it and jam with people. Yes. So similarly, if you know your craft really, really well, you know all the rules of your industry, you know all the, you know, jargon that you they use, specific vocabulary they use, they have a specific style for that industry or that niche. So so really being able to understand the rules, but then now then you can flow, then you can improvise, then you can you know start to come up with your own things and add new flavor to that industry and and make right. it your own. So yeah, that's, that's something that I was thinking about. And oh yeah, one more thing uh, before I pass it on to you, Ryan. Um, I was watching this thing on uh, Charisma On Command, I think. On Demand. On oh, Demand. I'm not sure, but I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah, Charisma On Command or whatever it's called, right? I was watching that on Coolness because when AZD said it uh, in last night's Lion's Den, right? I, I really went into that. And I was looking at that video, how... Iron Man is using sarcasm, whereas Captain America is like... I know, remember that one. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they respect Iron Man more purely because of that cool factor. It's that yeah. mis mischievous mystery that he creates. That yeah. you, you, I mean, don't get me wrong. Captain America is very respectable. He's like the good boy. Exactly. Yeah. The ideal but let's be honest. Iron Man is a very fun character. Absolutely. I want to hang out. I want to work with Captain America. I mean, fuck yeah. That's but I really want to hang out with Tony Starks. I want yeah, to man. see. I mean, let's, let's be honest. Who would you write a party with? Oh, there exactly. you have the answer. Ah, yes. Business calls. <laughs> uh, what, what you said, the word is exactly right. Fun. Right. It's just fun to be able to play that character of Iron Man because he has that nonchalance attitude when he's saying a joke. He's not smiling as he's saying it, like expecting people to laugh. He, he has this deadpan face and like that. The scene example that he gave is like Captain America saying, you know, he says some swear word. Right. Iron Man swears and he's like language. And then he goes. <laughs> Is nobody, is everybody going to ignore the fact that Captain America just went language, like a yeah. chump, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> able to say that, like, just shows you the vibe that he's creating of that coolness of like, I'm not here to follow social norms. And 
I think Robert Downey Jr. was playing himself in a sense. That's why, you know, he got that role simply by authentically pushing into his own realness. And I think that that's really powerful because he is in interviews. He's also like that character of Tony Exactly. So what I'm getting from this is something easily said. You already have the coolness within, but you forget what game you're playing. You think you're playing, let's say, the Tony Stark while you're playing the chump Captain America. And realize that if you want to have something and you behave in the polar opposite, well, no shit, will you suffer for it unnecessarily? Because that's what you chose. I cannot imagine Captain America going through the life of Tony Stark with his behavior. It would be a very different and almost an unattractive person that I would see. Maybe he would be more competent. I don't know. But it's very clear. It's just a certain vibe of winning with both characters, but winning is more fun with Tony Stark. And it's in that, that Tony Stark has a certain seduction behind him. But choose your poison. This is, both paths are equally viable, but you need to realize if I decide to wear red in Spain on the day that the bulls are running, I'm pretty much asking for trouble. The point is, am I both aware of it and willing to embrace that I'm looking for trouble or that trouble will come to me inevitably? And it's in that you need to start realizing that by definition, from the day we were born, we're going to cause trouble because we are the trouble and we cause ourselves trouble and that's how we suffer. You don't have to do the things you do. You don't have to behave in the way that you behave. You can always choose to change. You can always choose to be better. You can always choose to be worse. But what's the coincidence? It's always your choice. Even if you end up in jail or in prison or kidnapped, it's still your choice to experience things in a different way. I'm a fatty, love your faith, carpe diem, make the most of it, momentum more, one day you will die, that's inevitable. Afidal kutum, life until injustice, live with principles, my friends. And you will see ultimately that it's always a good moment because that's what it is. We're around the hour, any last thing, <laughs> any ending notes? Yeah, man. So I want to give some advice to the audience listening right now in terms of what they can actually do to apply this information that we gave. So again, just to recap, you know, use your senses, get a mentor, delegate, um, make sure that you don't pass on your character when you're choosing the avatar and use playful sarcasm to your benefit. And also just install behaviors before you do an activity. 
make sure you understand that it's installing a certain behavior trait or a character trait within you. So don't, you know, do the thing just to get the certification or the trophy in the end. It's more like, okay, what is the character that's going to get the money, get the girl, you know, do the thing, you know, get ripped. What, what is that character that you choose, right? And so installing the behavior traits of like, let's say you, you take an activity, right? Um, let's say for me, I, I was assuming the gutta, right? Uh, the, basically it's like a mace, right? A Hindu mace. So when I was doing that, I was thinking as I'm doing this, it's gonna help my endurance, agility, strength, and I was just like looking at it like, okay, you know, in a video game, we have to choose the traits of the character and like- Skill tree? Yeah, exactly. So the skills like start to slowly improve like over time and stuff, uh -huh. and you get like power-ups and things like that. I really like that gamification and I'm training with uh, Devin from IMC as well, Devin mm -hmm. Kripe. And basically he has this app where uh, all of his students basically they tick on the app when they do the workouts and things and i added things on the app like you know stay away from alcohol and, and like just like getting rid of bad habits like you know no masturbation all, all this other stuff too to and again that's to amplify the character that i'm playing right so when i check it off the list it's almost like you know i get points and it's like a point-based system. And I think every man or even women, you know, like the fact of just like ticking off the tasks. There's a good feeling that you get a, we don't Actually. give each other old stars anymore, you know, as adults. Mm -hmm. We don't get like little pats on the back and little smiley stickers to tell us that we're doing a good job. But right. if we have our own process where we're doing that and we're keeping each other accountable, that's what's the real cheat code that that's going to evolve your character. So that's my right. final. Awesome. Then I said it on that. This has been Fat Nation Blue Line podcast. My name is Ryan. Gover come from Align Data Strategy with my co-host Sumi Terji, also known as Scripts from Flow Zone Academy. I wish you a wonderful life and may your life never be the same. Good night.